Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Christine Campbell Rappin, owner of Clear Acceleration, who works with creatives to build sustainable, scalable success by creating value, not by working 24-7. And the focus is on three business foundations, building an audience of buyers, mastering your marketing message to create movement and making irresistible offers. Beautiful. Hey, Christine, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Ah, you're so, so welcome. So can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? You know, my business is, I'm really happy to share, is is in massive momentum. Um, the business is growing exponentially. And I made a really big strategic decision a couple months ago uh, to buck the trend of what I saw happening in the industry, which was moving into groups and scaling through more clients. So that's not how I'm going to do it. I'm actually going to take that off the table and I'm going to do high touch, high impact work only and focus on creating value that feels like fun and playing more in my business. And so right about now, we're halfway through the year and uh, I'm really excited by all of the popcorn that is on the stove starting to pop. Ooh, nice. So that's an interesting as we dive straight into this, oh my gosh! So you see all these the strategies of going into into group, going into touch more people, and you're like, hold on, I'm going to reverse engineer. I'm going to flip this on its head. There is a better way for you personally. So what was it about that that you saw, um, and that maybe you didn't like or didn't agree with, and what made you say, okay, I'm going to focus in this direction? With always hearing from people they've been burnt and they have invested in their dream and felt taken Mm. advantage of uh, feeling that they um, were missold. And I think there was an idea that um, it was easier to step away from the toughness of real life conversations. I was seeing it in the marketplace and I was also seeing other people I go, what, what do I need? What do I hear in my community? What do I hear in my family conversations? What I hear at the kitchen table. And right now I really was like, people need safety. They need intimacy. They need to truly feel seen. And whatever we've been faking is starting to crack and we are feeling really lost. And I thought, how can I step in to create that space, to create 
the conversations and to slow down. I really think that right now we need intimacy. And I thought, how do I really help people is not by letting them get lost in the background, Mm. but by really being upfront and saying, I care actually about you, or I won't have you as a client. And how do I help you get there? And recognizes that we are all both sides of that equation. Because I see myself as a thinking partner, are human beings having a human experience? Some days are really awesome, mock 10 hair on fire. And other days are, this is a wobble. Something's gone on. Something has taken me off stride. And together we will keep moving, hold our hands together and just care. I think that that was really needed. And I said, this is my journey. How do I want to play? And said, I don't have to play by your rules. Mm. I'm going to do something different. And I know I can create value around it. And that will still scale. Now, let's hold what you just said there is true. So how do I want to play? Now, Mm -hmm. that is beautifully put because whether it's the fulfillment, group, one-on-one, DIY, uh, free, paid, or there's so many, there's a plethora of options available to you. Um, marketing, how you do the marketing, how you bring people in, what you say, the platforms. Oh my gosh, it's a, it's that can be overwhelming. There's so much that you can do. And of course, the messages are, here's what you do. Here is the process that you take. You go from this fulfillment to that one. And here's how you scale. Here's how you get new clients. Here's how you get awareness. And sometimes, I mean, they all work. We keep saying this on the show. Oh my gosh, everything works. Everything works right for you. So you were able to, maybe let's take a step back. What are the mistakes that you made as you maybe did the wrong things that you were told to do and that maybe you felt the intuition, maybe didn't listen to it. Maybe you were just, it was, was hope. What are the mistakes that you made as you kind of found out? Oh yeah, that's not for me. Well, I think the real bigger experience for me was I believe in elegant simplicity in the world of business, in the world of my life, I don't add an unnecessary complication. I just, it's not desirable in any way for me. And what I was finding in my business journey was that I kept getting invited to great opportunities. And I kept saying, yes, it was flattering. I had a way to contribute. I got to play with cool, awesome people, but I did recognize that I was adding more and more and more onto the plate. And then I thought, what was I really wanting? in my life, in this season, and said mm. it wasn't about working 100 hours a week. And I had a pulse check and I do take them quarterly. It's a discipline that I've had for many, many years and said, I know I'm really busy, but what am I actually doing? And it was a moment of recognition for myself that said, it's easier to build somebody else's dreams than to build your own. And you're sliding into that lane. It Ooh, is time so to simplify. In, in that- in that moment, so were you focusing so much on, on your clients, focusing so much on helping to, to build them that you kind of forgot where, where your business was going, what, what you wanted to do? So it was that desire to help, which was kind of pulled you in a slightly the wrong direction. It wasn't my clients. It was actually peers. Uh, okay. it, was, it was supporting peers. And uh, because of the work I do, many people, you know, use me as a sounding board or want me to speak on their platforms yeah. or use and educate their clientele. And I love to do it. But I started to realize that the time commitments I was making to other people was impacting the focus on my own business. My clients were very well cared for because it is the number one priority 
But I did find that I was slowing my client growth. And I thought it's not because I'm not active, but I'm not asking the right questions and I'm saying yes to too many things. And so to me, it was really about getting back to, is my business a priority? And if so, I need to simplify and go back to what I know is true about how to grow it and focus on it. And that was the moment where I also sat down and said, what's the 20% that's working for me in my business? Because I do believe in the simplicity of the 80-20 principle and said, what is the lane I need to pick? Because my mentor has a very strong opinion, pick your lane. And I was starting to traverse all over lanes because I was in so many different things. But I asked and sat down in silence and space and said, what's the 20%? I said, that's what I'm going to build on. And everything else I'm going to say no to. With all those other things. So what did you find specifically was like, yeah, I'm doing this. That's not helping me. I'm doing this. I can't see a measurable return on my on my my time investments. What were those things that you actually culled that weren't right for you? It was being in the wrong rooms. So I was working with entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs in other parts of the world who would not economically afford my services. Hmm. And what they would be invested in long-term programs that didn't need what I would offer. And they were container self on their own and I could contribute to it, but it wasn't a revenue share opportunity. I was just gifting resources. And so for me, it was really recognizing um, I'm in the wrong room. And I had outgrown some rooms and I knew what I would value, be able to valuably give, but I wasn't growing myself and my passion and what I could see as potential. And it was comfortable. And I was staying there too long. Ooh, so the comfort of it, because, oh my gosh, we can be so wrapped up in, we enjoy doing this. We enjoy giving because we, we know you got to build trust. You've got to give value. There is that beautiful ebb and flow. You breathe in, you breathe out, you receive and you give. It's part of, it's the natural balance of life. Mm-hmm. However, in these situations where, look, I'm giving value, look, I'm giving back, I'm giving back. It's like, hold on. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. Maybe it's the uncomfortable, the messaging, the offers, actually asking, actually making the invitations, because that's scary. It's so easy. Oh, but let me just do a few more of these things over here. So it's, mm-hmm. did you find it was, it, it was that, it was the comfort zone, which, which was like kind of the, 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 the controller, whether you, it was conscious or subconscious. Well, I always know that two things grow my business. I said, I do sit down regularly to just reflect. Am I focus on the things that move the needle. And one capacity is meeting people. Of course, your Mm. business is built on strangers. So I was very much using these rooms to meet people. And it was great. And I built beautiful friendships. And I've had a lot of amazing experiences from it. But the gap was the second thing that drives business was, am I making offers? And I realized Mm. there's no second component here. And if all I do is meet people, but it doesn't grow my business, and my business is a priority, and I've said it that, I can't stay here without donating more time than I wanted because mm. the path was really long. And I thought I am in need of a course correction. So in that moment that you realized, what was that like to have the, the courage, the forgiveness, the strength to be like, ah, oh, no, I'm doing this. I'm an idiot. Cool. It was all for the right reasons. Time to move. It's time to change. What was that like for you? 
Well, it, you know, I'm, I'm pragmatic enough to say the numbers don't lie. And I said, well, you know, if you take, you know, you're, you're not tied to judgment of people. Yeah. This is the right decision for your path. You are the engine. It's walking my own talk, listening to my own advice. As my husband always says, listen to your own advice. Pretty good. And I thought it's time to make the decision. And so I made it quite quickly when I, when I saw, sat down and saw that yeah. and said, I will always support what you do. I'm going to extract myself from being so heavily involved in it. And it was the right course. I have zero regret about it, but I did make the decision quickly. And I had the conversations with the other people that my decision would impact. And I also felt out of that renewed hope that I had made a good choice for my future and the people I could serve. How, how was that received? It was well-received. Yeah, it was well-received. Said, you know, we understand. And I really do believe they felt that. Was there a moment where you wondered how it would be received? Maybe you knew it should be well received, but there was a little bit of, ooh, a little bit of concern? For sure. I, I knew, I, I mean, I said, I respect these people. I knew I had that as an exchange of energy. I did know that my decision would have a consequence to them that would scramble. So I knew that they would care as a person, as a business, it did put them into yeah. a solving <laughs> need to go and solve something. And so I said, I, I was hesitating for that balance, but both sides said, we'll solve it. Yeah. And again, you're on the Unforget Yourself show. This is, this is what it's all about. We need to focus on ourselves. Mm -hmm. What is it that, that we want? So we've, we've hit on two points already. Oh my gosh. There's the, you know, how do I, how do I want to play? What do I want to do? And I need to make this decision for me, not for them or for their clients, but in this arena where I'm playing right now, I need to do the right thing for me, which will ultimately then benefit other people later on. So, oh, we're sort of touching all the all these things right now. It's beautiful. So, how is how has this evolved for you? Because now, fast forward to today, what's it like as you've you've made that decision and now you're you're pivoting to ah, I want to go in into this direction. So, where are you in your in your latest transition? Well, I, I've actively seek out, I have act in that, since that decision point, if you will, you know, I have actively sought out other locations that are better serving to mm. where I'm at in this season. And I still have the discipline of going back saying, if you're going to be in that space, contribute to that space. If it's not the right space, make the decision to seek out other spaces, because I still really need two things to grow my business, new people who are in movement and people who are ready to make decisions. And so one of the biggest changes has been the recognition that decisions are being made more quickly because you build that muscle. And as a consequence to that, opportunities continue to come my way. I do also have the confidence that said saying no is an appropriate answer. And I always knew that, and I've always said it, but I probably say it more easily and more quickly now. Mm. And that doesn't stall or slow down the opportunities. Yeah. In fact, the opportunities it's, get better. Clarity. It's being clear on what you do want, what you don't want. It's it's the basic laws of the universe that you do get what you ask for in so yes. many different levels. But to, one, have the strength and the courage to actually ask for what you want. And then, two, to be so clear about it. I often joke that you know, the universe is like a puppy. You've got to train it to bring back what you want. It will bring <laughs> back the shoe. It's like, I didn't throw the shoe. I threw the ball. Go get your blue ball. And it's 
again, with a smile on our face, it has to be the way. We have to play with this and try to work, okay, what are the natural laws? What are the spiritual laws? What are the scientific laws? What's actually going on? What do I want? And that can be the easiest and the hardest question ever to answer. So saying it out loud, you know, I think I always challenge people when they say, I don't know what I want. And I, that's an uncomfortable thing. And if you're a friend of mine, because I say, I, I will tell you, I just believe this to everything in my fiber. You actually do know it was in you from the day you were born. It has been clamoring and giving you moments where it gets closer to the surface and you stuff it back in. However, it's in there. And it is the courage. And I always say to people when I'm working with people in my network, in my just capacity of friendships, I always say, what is the whisper that you want? And at some point, if you need support helping you roar it, I might be able to help connect you to a resource, connect you to community, connect you to people and if appropriate, maybe even be a thinking partner on that journey. But I do believe we do know what we want. And it's the courage it takes to ask Mm. and to say, I must be my own engine. It does not mean you don't have other people that fuel the tank and support the journey, but you are the engine. Oh yeah, we are. As entrepreneurs, as business owners, as CEOs, we are not on our own, but sometimes, oh my gosh, it can feel so, so lonely. Because you know the decisions have consequences. And I, I talk about this a lot. And, and you know, the biggest lesson I always remind myself is self-leadership is the most important part of the day. Mm. And there's different types of leaders. And I've just created some content around this. You know, leaders who can gather facts. I knew what the facts were telling me. There's decisions who can say, so what? What do the facts mean? It means I needed to take a course correction. But the biggest, rarest type of leader is make the decision regardless of the consequences. It's not a popularity contest. Mm. And that you know, third level of leadership is, is something that you must take the uncomfortable actions. And so you ask, you know, what is that human journey and how it can feel isolating? It's, it's easier to stay at the lower levels, but the lower levels, you outgrow them. Oh, but these, these levels, we talk about comfort and uncomfort so, so much. That, that's, our, that's our jam. This is where... That is the barrier. I'm uncomfortable. I can't do the thing I want to do. I'm there's doubts, there's anxiety, there's guilt, all these things, all the rubbish. And then if it's too big, then it's pure downright fear and whatever that sort of means to us. That uncomfort, but staying where we are, growing slowly, maybe not at all, taking so much time, it's more comfortable. But in that moment, that's uncomfortable. So there's an uncomfortable comforts about this place it's what what comfort we want to choose what discomfort we want to choose right yes agreed so as you you're going through a transition you've made the big leap to to, you know to get into the right spaces to Mm -hmm. to know this is how i'm going to serve i want high touch i want high impact that's what drives you and that's where you see the best results for for your people what is it that you're that you're dealing with at this next level that's like oh my gosh i i thought i get to this level and things would be okay but it's brought in this maybe it's accentuated one fear maybe it's brought in some more doubts what is it for you that you can see this i mean you know all this stuff you you coach this stuff but knowing it and going through it oh my gosh isn't that 
there's a level of complexity to it. So what is it that you're currently seeing and working through or, ooh, what are you avoiding? That's interesting. Well, I think it's always the same thing that all of us want is if we want to create impact, we need people to have collaborations with. And so the biggest fear that always rises is the trust, faith, and actions that say, where will the next new beginning come from? And that, you know, in this case, I would see specifically, it's when is the next new client coming from? And there are wobbles. Not all, not every day. I said, you know, I know what foundations build clients. I teach it. I mentor it. I walk the walk. Mm. But I don't control when the yes happens. So when yeses stall for a number of reasons, it's recognizing that's an acceptable answer. I only control the actions. But that doesn't mean that we don't get into our headspace that says there's a no there. And it's not a no that's verbalized and it's not a no at all. But you can start to think, when is the next yes? And that's a wobble that all of us go through in business. And for me, it, I'm, I have moments and I track. There are times zeros go up on the board. And the panic is now I'll never find another client. It doesn't usually last 30 days of the month, but there are moments where it's like, what did I, what was happening? Nobody wants to play and with me. That's Our biggest there because we, we all go through these, 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 the roller coaster, whether it's business or personal life or health. Oh my gosh, it's, it's always there. What is it that you find that you can pinpoint? Oh, crumbs. Of course. That's why there was a dip because what, what was it for you or what is it? For me, it's always remembering I, I, this is the simple math. 3% of people are ready to make the decision on any given day. And when I have zeros, I said, people do delay. It happens. It happens in every business. And when I find that there are gaps, I can slow down some of the activity thinking I have the yes already. Mm. And then if it doesn't come, you end up with no growth. What's interesting is it always tends to catch up. Because I go back to, am I doing the foundational work? I don't control when they say yes. You can have three people come in in one day and you can have gaps where that doesn't happen in three weeks. But when it happened to me, I had to go back and said, did I consistently lay the breadcrumb trail this month? Or did I get distracted doing other things? Sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's, nope, I've stayed the course, stay the course. And that's where it's really important to have a good inner circle that says it's not coming. And they're like, let's be looking at the blind spots. Let's get clear. Are you hiding or are you leading? And and I always think it's a bit of a mix of both. Sometimes when that gap happens, it's because I thought I had the yes and maybe didn't work as effectively as I could. And other times I have been very effective and said, stay the course, then it will turn. Because mm. they're simply not ready yet. And my job is not to convince you to be ready. My certain converse, you know, certainty in myself is that when you're ready and I'm the right person, the yes happens. The so beginning that, starts. What's, what's the trigger for you? Because there's, there's two ways of looking at this. It's the breadcrumbs. You're not doing the things leading up which is like, oh, of course, I'm a bit of hiding, lack of doing the, the actual things that you know is going to help nurture, grow, um, and maybe that you enjoy. So is it the 
that work stops or is it the result of you doing all the right things not getting the results that you kind of hoped or wished for or thought you should get and then from that point there's a there's a dip or trying to change or a lack of confidence which affects the output what do you think it is for you personally it's the first it's generally if i've stopped doing the foundational work and that that is simply because the focus shifted yeah. Oh, then let's talk Usually about focus. Oh my gosh. Inputs, outputs. And yeah. truthfully, and, and I, you know, when I look back and say it, I said, go back to what activity did I do? The yeah. result is genuinely always driven by the activity. And when it wobbles, I go back and say, I was busy. And I said, but you know what? It's interesting. If I go back and check the numbers, they show me you may have been taking time but the focus of the priorities hasn't been on the things that, you know, create results. Mm. And you may have I said shifted away from that 20% that, you know, really works for you. And when it happens, what's really important is to be honest about it, because that's mm. a bit about that whole story of, I am a human being who wobbles, who grows, who wobbles, who grows. And so whenever I've had that, I've, I've been really candid to my audience because they're still sitting watching and observing. And it's really important to me fundamentally to say, I'm going to talk about this zero or this misstep, what what it created, what I learned from it, what my commitment is, is accountability to take the action actions to shift it, to create a safe space, to have that conversation, which is if you're not where you want to be, do not get into the perspective where you sit on your chair, that in my business, it's a straight line. Because it's a straight line only because you're 50,000 feet from me. Let me show you what's really happening behind the curtains. And that's why this conversation is so, we truly believe this is so important because, oh my gosh, we, we need to share that everyone, every business owner, every, damn it, every human being goes through these ups and downs and these, these doubts and these worries and doing the dumb stuff that we know isn't going to move the needle, but it saves us from doing all this stuff. So to eloquently describe that through storytelling through experiences hopefully you can all learn from our experiences that you don't have to do this stuff is that <laughs> going to work all the time no because as human beings we need the experience to be like yes. oh crumbs christine was right all this time i get it now sometimes we need that it's just how can we help to fast track that to reduce the time because speed of execution the time that we have time is the most important thing that's what holds most people back would you agree absolutely i always say every day matters and particularly i always say q2 like this we're, we're recording this is the end of the first half of the year and q2 is the most dangerous quarter for a business owner because one of two things is happening all of the actions you take created your results if you don't have the results you want continuing on the course slightly insane I would just challenge you to take a correction but it also gives you free paths it says well there's not much happening I can take my foot off the gas one of the biggest things I think we we struggle with is are we doing the hokey pokey or are we building the right foundations and in Q2 I said particularly for us in you know North America and generally I would say in the northern hemisphere we can run the risk of saying well there's not a full pipeline I'll take my foot off the gas and then we end up in the fall starting from zero, which is a hard start just physically. That's the world of physics. It's a hard start at zero versus staying in movement and keeping going. 
And then you run the risk of saying, it's not really panning out. I'll wait for the next year. Next year will be my year. I'll start going into planning mode. And you sit on the fence, but every day matters. Don't believe this conversation that it's an, like, I do measure my numbers, but I said the right conversation with the right person with the right understanding can create a massive ripple. You could do that today. Mm. And when I've missed my measures, I've said, take the course correction and do the next step, which is get talking to people, go really connect to your why, get really focused on make the offer and self-lead yourself to go past your comfort zone. And I have a picture, it's the right beside my computer screen that reminds me my life happens outside the comfort zone. On the mm-hmm. other side of my monitor is the vision I see. So I'm surrounded by the reinforcement. If you want this, you must take this. Yeah. That means I don't worry about the result. I focus on as in, in the, you know, the, the win, for example, but it's that what can I win? What can I learn? And I give myself the grace to learn and to say, this is a step I took. Taking a step is non-negotiable. Beautifully put. There it is. And when you get to the point where you know what to do, you just can't do it. Sleep within. You know what's holding you back. There's a barrier. There's a blind spot. There's a challenge. It may not be the actual thing. Or as we said, just to wrap a nice little bow in this episode, oh my gosh, it might be the wrong thing for you. To look in, where is this uncomfort coming from? Is it fundamentally the wrong thing? Or is it, ah, crumbs, I'm just a bit scared about this, or I'm just unsure. Tap in, use your trust. Back to trust again. Intuition. Oh my gosh. There's our Mm -hmm. superpower. Just about listening. So, hey, Christine, thank you so much for for sharing what it is that you do and some beautiful hints and tips and, and guidance as as you describe your journey, what it's been like for you, especially recently. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Ah, so welcome. Um, Look, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? You can find me under my name, which is Christine Campbell Rappin. The last name is R-A-P-I-N. And that's my ecosystem. Come explore, get into conversation, and I hope to connect with you soon. Everyone go check that out. And again, Christine, thank you so much for for playing today. Absolutely. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.